My name is Father Mike Delaney and I'm the parish priest of the Kingston Channel Catholic Parish in the Archdiocese of Hobart. This is my homily for the fifth Sunday of Easter. This is the fourth week of the series I've called either Compelling Truths or Truths That Matter. Each week I have looked for and found some truths that are present in the scripture readings of the day. Not surprisingly, they all find their starting point in the power of the risen Christ and his message. I have to admit that what I have shared isn't a comprehensive list, and I'm sure others could find a different list. But I believe that there are some truths that can be found in each of the weeks of this Easter season. One of the key truths has been that when the Spirit of the risen Lord is present in our lives, then there is nothing that can stop us. Another truth is when we do whatever God asks of us, we almost always find that our endeavours are blessed beyond measure. And a third truth is when we belong to a community, there is real support and purpose that enables the message to be proclaimed and celebrated. This week in our reading from the Acts of the Apostles, we hear Paul and Barnabas continuing their missionary activities. They've left the comfort of the Jewish-centred communities and have taken the message of the gospel to new areas. And one of their joys has been how well the message has been received as hearts were opened to hear this call to salvation. But preaching this message meant that there were numerous challenges they had to face. And this is acknowledged by Paul and Barnabas who tell us, we all have to experience many hardships before we enter the kingdom of God. But despite these hardships, when they returned to Antioch, we hear they assembled the church and gave an account of all that God had done with them and how he had opened the door of faith to the pagans. They wanted to share how the Holy Spirit had been working in and through them and how by their actions they're presenting to us a model so that we could also act, not just personally, but as the church in this time and place. For the Acts of the Apostles tell the story of how the disciples and early followers of Jesus faced the issues of their day, sometimes successfully, and other times with great difficulty. But the story is being told without fear or favour, and there is real transparency about their successes and failures, because their efforts are always based on the conviction that the risen Christ is with them. We know a call to transparency is a major focus for the church currently, as it has been in many times in the past. And so today, in the reading from the Acts of the Apostles, we see Paul and Barnabas so concerned to share their story because they wanted to remind the community how we are all called to live. As an aside, in these past few weeks, we've also been through the challenge of transparency as we lead up to a federal election. And I'm sure there will be significant conversations in various party rooms in the coming weeks and months over what was said or not said during the election campaigning as people look at what went right or what went wrong. However, the truth of transparency in telling the story of how the Spirit worked through Paul and Barnabas links well with another of the truths I've mentioned earlier. 
When Jesus first appeared to the disciples in the upper room on that Easter night, he poured out the Holy Spirit on them, and then said to them, Just as the Father sent me, so am I sending you. Jesus was sending them out to spread the good news of salvation, that Jesus, the Messiah, the Christ, had risen from the dead for the salvation of all the world. And so that's what Paul and Barnabas are doing, as they preached in all these different communities on what was to be Paul's first missionary journey. But did the early Christian community have any real idea what would be the fruits of their efforts? Not really, because we know that they struggled and almost all the apostles were martyred for the faith that they profess. But did that stop them? Definitely not. So today when we read the stories from the book of the Apocalypse, there we read of the challenges that the followers of the risen Christ uh, experienced. But sadly it's in a language that is sometimes difficult to comprehend. In fact, many reading the text literally could almost have nightmares. But amidst all the colourful language, there are also moments of real hope and joy, as we heard in today's reading. Here the author tells us that he, John, saw a new heaven and a new earth. And then a little later, our passage today concludes with the words, Now I am making the whole of creation new. At the end of time, things are going to be different, and all the trials and difficulties will be over, except we know that that hasn't happened yet. What we do know, however, is that the faith of these communities, despite the difficulties they had to face, remains strong, and they continue to grow and develop over the years. Another truth I want to share again today is the one that's central to the life of the church, the truth about belonging to a community. We heard it mentioned in the first reading that Paul and Barnabas assembled the church and gave an account of all that God had done with them. So I'd like to take a moment to set the scene for today's Gospel. It's taking place in the upper room during the Last Supper. This is the final night that Jesus will spend with his disciples in John's Gospel. One of the key ideas we find constantly repeated in John's Gospel is that Jesus is the light of the world. We hear it mentioned right at the beginning of the Gospel in chapter 1 verse 4. We read, All that came to be had life in him, and that life was the light of men, a light that shines in the dark a light that darkness could not overpower. There is real significance in the words which John uses immediately before our reading today when he tells us, As soon as Judas had taken the piece of bread, he went out. Night had fallen. John is telling us that the community will be broken by Judas's action. But without the support of the community a little later that same night, the disciples would also scatter because of their fears and doubts. But in our passage today, Jesus tells them, Now has the Son of Man been glorified, and in him God has been glorified. Whilst we can understand this in the light of what we now know, 
These words may have seemed difficult for the disciples to grasp at that time. And it's even made a little more confusing a few moments, moments later when Jesus says, My little children, I shall not be with you much longer. Now these words could almost be called his last will and testimony. What is to happen next? What are the disciples to do? So not wanting to leave them without direction, Jesus goes on and says, I give you a new commandment, love one another, just as I have loved you, you also must love one another. Then to show them what he meant, Jesus washes their feet as a sign of how they also are to serve those whom they love. When I visit the sick and housebound and bring with me the blessed sacrament for communion, I frequently recall passages from a few verses later in John's Gospel, when Jesus tells Thomas, I am the way, the truth and the life. Just as the disciples grow in their understanding of this great commandment, their point of reference always goes back to the words of Jesus. By looking at his life, they can see how he was the way to the Father, made real by the truth he spoke into every situation, and by the way he restored life and meaning to the broken, the sick, and those who were treated unjustly. Our truths this week are relating to the presence of the Holy Spirit in the lives of the community, and about how we're called to be transparent about how we live our faith, and how we're being a welcome, vibrant community is how we make known the love that God has for us, a love made real by the way that we treat and love one another. This call for is for us to live graciously and generously towards others, the way God lives towards us.